Nem Kornagaska. And welcome to the fourth episode of Helpline Youth Counseling's Prevention Education Program's podcast series called Pep Talk, a podcast series where we discuss all aspects of drug prevention. We are all prevention specialists from Helpline Youth Counseling, which is a nonprofit organization that seeks to to enhance the well-being in youth and their families through counseling, education, and the utilization of community resources. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram handle is aodprevention underscore HYC. On there is where we will post factual information about drugs and alcohol. We also will um, promote our upcoming events, and this is also where we will uh, promote our new episodes, our new pep, uh, pep talk episodes. So if you want to keep up to date with our new episodes, uh, give us a follow. Our podcast episodes will be uploaded on Spotify under our new name, Pep Talk, but you can also access our podcast episode videos on our YouTube channel, also called Pep Talk. Uh, so if you'd like to see our faces or any graphics or images that we talk about during the podcast episodes, you can check them out on our YouTube channel. If you have any questions about our podcast series, you can email me at L-G-R-A-Z-I-A-N-I at hycinc.org. Uh, or you could send us a direct message on our Instagram handle, which again is aodprevention underscore hyc. I would also like to note that we are not licensed health professionals, so everything that we do talk about is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We are only here to share our opinions uh, based on the research that we have done, and it's important to always seek the advice of any physician or other qualified health professional uh, with any questions you may have regarding drug use or drug addiction. Uh, but with that, I would like to get into today's episode, uh, which we'll be discussing a lot about, we'll be discussing some cases surrounding uh, this well-known issue of fentanyl that we are having nationally. Um, unfortunately, it's hitting everywhere, everywhere. It's worldwide. It's in every state um, in the U.S. And we wanted to just um, briefly touch on different aspects of it. Um, we each will be presenting a different case or uh, article that we found in the news that is surrounding the subject of fentanyl. Um, and it's we just think it's important because it is such an epidemic that we are facing now. It's important that we're talking about it. Um, we're staying up to date with it. And we're working towards fixing this issue together uh, because it's not just affecting adults, it's also affecting youth. Um, so with that, I did want to get into a case that I found from uh, ABC News. Uh, this is a case that occurred locally uh, from where our headquarters are. It was in Fullerton and it occurred on September 30th, uh, 2022. So uh, Trinity, a 17 year old girl from Fullerton died from a sus suspected uh, accidental fentanyl overdose. Um, Trinity had came home from a party with friends on September 30th and she was later found unresponsive by her aunt. Um, her mother says she believes this was her first time trying drugs. She also hopes that uh, Trinity's death is not in vain and that others will learn from um, what happened to Trinity. Um, she also believes that drug dealers are using social media to connect with teens, and this might have been how Trinity got these drugs. Um, so this was just a message that she wanted to put out to other parents that to be aware of what your kids are doing on social media. Um, and I would like to read a quote from Trinity's mother. Uh, Trinity's mother said, these dealers deliver substances of the teen's choice. They come in masks when they come in their cars. They either know what they're doing and don't want to get caught or don't know what they're doing and don't care. 
Either way, it's just drugs or no long or no longer drugs. It's either way, <laughs> drugs are no longer drugs. What you think you're getting is most likely laced with something else. Um, so that is, there are many um, important messages um, in this article, in this case that we did want to discuss. Um, first off, condolences to um, Trinity's family. Um, and we wanted to make it so that Trinity's death was not in vain by talking about this case and um, trying to have influence others to maybe make a decision that um, might mean the end of their life, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah, just hearing that, Lauren, I, I feel like I got chills. It, it just like, it's scary to hear that, um, you know, as a teenager, I'm sure everyone knows like experimenting is like a part of growing up, you know? Um, but this day and age, it's like super important to um, monitor what kids are doing on social media because I feel like that's really where they get their most um, communication and like social, you know, interaction with the world. And unfortunately, not everybody on the internet is a friend or a safe like outlet, you know? Um, but just hearing that, how, did you say how old she was? She was 17. 17. Yeah. Yeah, so like a whole life ahead of her. And it's just sad because it's just like one day, you know, um, trying one decision. Yeah, Mm -hmm. one decision. Um, That unfortunately meant the end of her life. Um, Yeah, and this is just one case out of so many that I found, even just locally, um, about youth, young kids dying due to um, suspected and proven fentanyl overdoses. Yeah, there's so many more places that kids are able to get access to this um, through social media. You know, they have through Instagram, people are posting about, you know, pop ups of, you know, like weed shops like here, come and, you know, try this. But you don't know where things come from. And like that's those are the type of things that I feel, you know, um, get the youth to want to go is like through social media, you know, that that instinct. I just find it very interesting because at the same time we I grew up in that era where it was starting you know social media was starting to be something for us and at the same time it was exciting but now it's so unfortunate that something that could be useful and it is still useful it's just now it's being used in different avenues and it just affects a lot of teens today and the exposure to different, you know, different things that maybe right now they shouldn't be exposed to, unfortunately. So um, I just think the education that we're doing right now within our youth that we're working with and providing simple life skills, hopefully we hope that they carry that on and make the best decision for themselves overall, so. But it's unfortunate that it's continuing to happen. Yeah. And I know we learned about a while back or yeah, a little bit back when we were, were doing some research on um, fentanyl or our fentanyl presentation, because we were getting so many requests because of this fentanyl epidemic that has been rapidly increasing. Um, 
we created a fentanyl presentation. We did a bunch of research on it. And um, the DEA did come out with um, a notice or newsletter that this is social media is one way that these drug dealers are targeting these youth. Um, they do it through either um, putting like special emojis on their um, Instagram uh, bios or on Snapchat and um, set uh, these emojis will indicate whether they, what type of drugs they sell and um, whether they can pay with cryptocurrency or whether it can be delivered or things such as that. So it's unfortunate because what the DEA says is happening uh, most of the time is some of these kids, they're having experiencing things like anxiety. So they are looking to buy like Xanax or they're experiencing um, problems with concentration. So they are looking for Adderall and they go to social media and try to find this Adderall or Xanax, but it's not actually Adderall or Xanax that they're buying. Most of the stuff that is sold, probably 99% of it that's sold on social media is laced with fentanyl and other stuff. Um, so what they think they're buying is not what they're buying. Um, and it's important that we get that message out to uh, youth that to never purchase drugs that you don't, that are not from a doctor, never take anything that's not from a doctor, number one, but number two, definitely don't ever purchase drugs or anything from uh, social media because it will most, it most likely is laced um, and could be mean the end of your life, unfortunately. So it's really scary, the world that teens are growing up in right now, um, even scarier for parents. I can't imagine trying yeah. to raise a kid or teen in this drug environment. Exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, the deaths, oh, sorry, I'm going to transition. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. No, okay. okay. So, um, so unfortunately, the deaths from fentanyl and fentanyl-laced drugs occur across the system. So it's not just, you know, um, underprivileged youth experiencing or underprivileged communities experiencing, you know, overdose deaths from fentanyl. Um, it's, you know, a systematic. Um, so we found, or I found um, an article from LA Times that's talking about the drug use within the metro system. And in March of um, 2022, it says that since January, 22 people have died on metro buses and trains. Um, and that was suspected from uh, overdoses. The LA County Metro Transportation Authority um, reported that from November and January of 2022, there were 26 medical emergencies at the station, um, and most of them were suspected drug overdoses. So um, last year, the Department of Public Health um, reported deaths that linked to fentanyl rose from 109 in 2016 to 1,504 in 2021. So that's amounting to a 1,200% increase. Um, so that's a lot um, yeah. just from, you know, a good like five years. Um, and according to the LA Times, there were nine confirmed overdoses at the rail stations just last year. Um, and all men. Um, so like I mentioned before, these drug overdoses occur across the system. It's not just youth experiencing or women, it's men, women, um, youth of all backgrounds. Um, so currently, what is California doing? Um, California lawmakers are responding to the surge of fentanyl overdoses um, and deaths in their cities like Los Angeles. Um, 
with a list of bills that include um, imposing stronger penalties um, for distribution of like opioids um, and easing access to safer consumption and treatment. So um, I think Juana will talk a little bit about um, the bills and laws that California is currently um, looking at, but this is kind of, you know, where we come in as well as, you know, prevention specialists and we do our part and um, working with, you know, our city and our community to like monitor and address the current trends that are happening. Um, like Lauren mentioned, when we got um, the news that fentanyl is on the rise, we kind of like sprung into action and we're doing all the research we needed to do to be able to get the proper information out to the community and to these parents. Um, so that they can um, continue that education or that communication with their kids, but yeah, and and totally what Alyssa says. We've been we've helped on uh, many trainings, many um, you could say workshops, um, not only on fentanyl but how to respond on an overdose. Um, just taking all that you know, knowledge in because as prevention specialists, we work constantly on the lookout for new research, new updates, um, so that we could be prepared and aware of what our community needs. And with that, like Alyssa mentioned, a lot of our um, lawmakers, sorry, a lot of our lawmakers are trying to figure out a sort of system of how to penalize these drug dealers that are, you know, selling fentanyl. So as of right now, um, a lot of our lawmakers are sitting and trying to discuss and coming up with a law or a bill that will definitely um, set the tone for these dealers to not continue doing this. Um, but at the same time, Gavin Newsom is also trying to um, establish and create a plan for for prevention. So that's where we come in. And he's funding a lot of nonprofits and other organizations that are working on promoting um, prevention, especially with substance use. So we are part of that project and we're hoping that, you know, this benefits the overall, our communities, our youth, our families, but we have a long way to go, I feel. So as of right now, we're just working and hoping for the best and learning at the same time. They're learning as we're learning. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's um, definitely even equally or even more important to um, be focusing our efforts on prevention. It's also important, obviously, to be having to have some funds for recovery, um, but it would be best if we could stop the problem before it began with prevention. Um, so I think that prevention is a great um, place to be spending our efforts and it does take a lot of work. We are getting constant updates with the um, fentanyl epidemic, um, especially um, with uh, different uh, variations of the fentanyl coming out, um, things being mixed with fentanyl. So um, now we're seeing, um, I might be pronouncing this wrong, but we're seeing a lot of the heroin or fentanyl being laced with xalazine, um, which um, is a um, 
veterinary um, anesthesia that's very, very powerful. Um, so people are noticing, um, emergency responders are noticing that not even Narcan is able to bring back these people if it's laced with salazine, um, unfortunately. So the problem seems to be only getting worse. So prevention efforts need to be increased, um, obviously, during this time. It's important to get this out, these this information out to teens as quick as possible so that they can make the best decisions for themselves so that that one decision or that one mistake that they might make, it doesn't mean the end of their life, um, which unfortunately has been happening more and more recently. Lauren, um, that drug, I think, is it considered like a tranquilizer? If I'm, I don't know, I, I was reading something about that yeah. recently. Yeah, um, I think it's a, um, basically it's used as like a, yeah, a tranquilizer for animals, for like big animals, like yeah. elephants or things like that. So if you think about it, um, if that can like put down an animal of that size, imagine what that can do to a human. <laughs> yeah. So and they're like lacing those drugs. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea how much is in it. Yeah. Fentanyl yeah. is already just so powerful in itself. So imagine it being laced with these even like a hundred times more pow powerful drugs. Yeah. And um, some of the residential rehabs or and detox centers are noticing that um, people are coming in with uh, addictions to this salazine. Um, oh. So they are, um, users are searching for it, um, not even just like drugs that are laced with it, they want it, they're looking for the salazine. And um, in these recovery centers, they're seeing that addiction, recovering from this addiction to a salazine is so much even harder than fentanyl addiction. Um, mm -hmm. They're seeing more and more cases of people leaving early, like leaving in the middle of detox because it's just, that's how bad and strong their addiction is to wow. this uh, drug, unfortunately. So I will probably start seeing the effects of that. Um, and there'll probably be more and more news coming out about this drug, unfortunately. So just another thing that we have to um, educate others on, unfortunately. Yeah, if we continue to do our part, which we will, is to just bring out that information for people to make the best decisions for themselves and so that they're informed about what's happening in their communities. I think that's yeah. overall our main goal is to keep our community safe and informed. Yeah. All right. Well, um, did any of you guys have anything else to add? No, we're I just did not today. <laughs> no, like, all right. Well, just... thank you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we're just, you know, continuing to learn and grow. And just like you guys are learning, we're learning. So, yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Juana and Alyssa, for uh, bringing those articles and those cases in and sharing them with our listeners. Um, and thank you, all of you, your li the listeners. Thank you for listening to our new podcast episode. Um, we are so excited to continue to provide uh, content to you all. Just um, in case you wanted, if you are interested in... Um, um, if you have any questions or podcast topics, topic ideas that you would like us to cover in an episode, uh, you can email me at lgraziani at hricinc.org. That's L-G-R-A-Z-I-A-N-I at hricinc.org. Um, or you can DM us on our Instagram, which is AODPrevention underscore HYC. 
again, we will promote our new episodes on our Instagram page. So if you want to know when our new episodes are being released, give us a follow. Um, our podcast is our excuse me. Our podcast will be uploaded on Spotify, but you can also access our podcast videos on YouTube called and our channel is called Pep Talk. Um, uh, again, I wanted to note that we are not doctors or licensed health professionals. Um, so everything that we talk about is not supposed to be a substitute for um, health uh, advice or professional health advice. Um, but with that, thank you again for listening. And we hope you tune in for our next episode. Bye. Bye.